1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. what's up everybody welcome to the bronx pinstripe show do not worry i'm not going to talk about Araldus chapman embodying clay holmes last night in the ninth inning (laughs) i promise we'll talk about that at a later date today this is uh i've got logan and Ilya with me scott is not able to join we are going to be doing uh, a little something to honor the all-star game and the fact that the yankees had a bunch of all-stars voted in this year and we're going to be drafting sort of we've come up with like this this draft system of of Yankees all-star seasons dating back to what's the earliest year you have in here Ilya? it's in the it's in the 80s right uh 1980 right
3: 1980
2: on going way back and i think that's good that's going to span that's I've, i don't none of us on this call uh, remember the 80s Yankees i guess if we had Scott here even though he you know he was born in 1980 so that wouldn't really be anything either but I am curious to see if Logan specifically picks a lot of players from the 2010s, if I lean towards the 90s guys and Ilya. I guess, Ilya, you're kind of like a hybrid between us You're, I think you're in your late 20s. So uh, I don't know what teams you identify with most, probably the 09 team. Yeah, 09, 2000s, 2010s. Yeah. And I mean, Logan, what team would you say you identify with most? Probably
4: 2009, 2009. if not 2017. Like... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it's this year, right? <laughs> hopefully,
2: hopefully yeah, it's this year. Really. But um, okay, and then obviously I'm I'm a I'm a '90s baby, so I love those '90s teams. So we, we've got a bunch of uh, All Star seasons to to go through. We already preset the draft. Uh, remind me of the order.
4: I have it as Ilya
2: first, then me, and then you, Andrew. Okay, and it's going to be a snake draft, and we have uh, we're all going to be filling out rosters. So the nine starting positions plus a relief pitcher. We're not going to be doing DH. And the stats that we're referencing are first-half stats because that's what you get voted into the All-Star game with, which I have heard people talk about how that's kind of silly and how they could change that to where it's your second-half stats from the previous year plus your first-half stats, but I think that would just get way too convoluted and way too confusing. So it's first-half stats here that we're going to be talking about. But I think it would be also cool, as we're picking these players, to, to talk about why you're picking that player other than just the stats, right? Like, stats are easy. Oh, this guy has a 150 OPS plus. That's really good. I'm picking him. Maybe there's something you remember from that season. Maybe they did something spectacular that season that, that you are picking him because of, of that. Nope. if you don't have a, a, an extra reason, it's okay. But, but uh, that's the deal. All right.
3: So, Ilya, why don't you kick it off? Oh, boy. Well, the nice thing about this exercise is that you can't really lose because they're all all-stars. Um, no, there will be a loser, by the way.
2: There will be a clear <laughs> loser. We are going to put this out on a graphic on social media and the
3: internet will shame the loser. That's how the internet works. All right, that's fair. Uh, number one, I just because it's got be, to gotta be talked about, uh, I'm going to take Jeter from 99. Uh, that's, that's the best year. That's, that's the year. Damn yeah. It. That's the it's, year. It's uh, It takes the year off. Uh, but, you know, okay, so Jeter is like the only true shortstop on there besides Bucky Dent in like 80 and 81, I think. And honestly, Jeter has a ton of all-star appearances, but statistically they're not all there, uh, most of them. Now, I'm not a Jeter hater myself. Um, I think it goes to show just the impact he had on the game, which which I think is cool. And then, I mean, if you just look at that year, he has it there statistically too. He obviously wasn't doing it in 2014, 2012, you know, in the All-Star game. But to have a batting average there, 371, 454 on base, 611 slugging, right. uh, 1.065 OPS from Jeter. Um, he, the 99 Jeter season is his best
2: year. It uh he has a real case. He finished sixth in MVP voting that year. I've actually r- written blogs about this because he got snubbed on I think it was was it the 06 MVP when um yeah Morneau or Maurer or Murneau, one of those guys beat him out. And everyone points to that 06 season as the year that Jeter should have won his MVP because he finished second. A 99. I think he had a legitimate case to to be the MVP. So this is how the MVP 99 finished in voting. Ivan Rodriguez, Pedro Martinez, Roberto Alomar, Manny Ramirez, Rafael Palmeiro, then Derek Jeter, sixth. The only player on the list to have better war than Derek Jeter was Pedro Martinez. And obviously, Pedro <laughs> Martinez was, was a starting pitcher. Pedro had a 9.8 war. He had a, a, a 2.07 ERA in a league that had like a 5 ERA, okay? So it was like, it was freakish. He probably should have won Cy Young and MVP. I think just voters didn't do that back then. They would look at the traditional home run RBI numbers, and just that would be the guy that would get the vote. Yeah. Yvonne Rodriguez, he was also a catcher. Fantastic season. He hit 332 with, um, with 35 homers and 113 RBIs. But Derek Jeter was the best position player in the league in 1999. I think he has a legitimate case to have won that MVP. He finished with a three forty nine batting average, so I guess he came down in the second half, but he was the best player on the best team in baseball. You got, I. He should have won it,
4: and yeah, that's a good first pick, Ilya. No, it's the only first pick because of how shallow shortstop is. Um, okay, so I'm strategically going to go with this you because um we can't repeat you I don't know if we mentioned we didn't that we did say that yes on, to make on our team. Yeah, on our team we cannot repeat the same U. So if so, Ilya picked. 1999 Jeter. He can't pick another player from 1999. And nobody else can pick Jeter again. So I'm going to go 2007 A-Rod. 2007, not not particularly a great year for the Yankees, but man, was he really good. I mean, it seems like, you know, um, Judge is chasing some of his records from that year. He had a 184 OPS plus, 1.075 OPS, 30 home runs before the All-Star break. So, I mean, you know, we 86 RBIs, 86 RBIs. I mean, how good of a year is Judge having? And he has like 65. Yeah. So, I mean, totally freak, uh freakish. And honestly, shortstop and third base since 1980 have been kind of shallow for the Yankees. You know, they haven't been the center field, the, the right field, the first base. You know, even the second base is pretty loaded. So I think it's gotta be, I think it's gotta be 07A Rod.
2: All right. So I guess i the, the 99 Jeter, I didn't think he was going to last to the third pick. That was going to be my first pick because it's the best season. Um, uh, I guess now I have to be strategic about what I do here and pick years that aren't going to screw me in the long run. So I'm looking at, I think I'm going to go with Don Mattingly in 87. And he had a 158 OPS plus, 336 batting average, 406, 569 was his slash line. 14 homers, 60 RBIs. I don't. I wasn't born in 87. Couldn't tell you a damn thing that happened in 87. <laughs> I know the Yankees weren't very good. I know it wasn't Don Mattingly's best season because he didn't win the MVP that year. I think he won the MVP. It was 85 that Mattingly won the MVP. In 85, he had a 135 OPS uh, plus at the break. So I, I guess he really turned it on in, in the second half. But I am going with 87 Don Mattingly as my first pick. And if someone older were here, he could tell me something about that season. But eh, I don't know. Oh, I get to go again, right? Cuz it's snake yeah. draft. Yep. All right. So, next up This is uh this is another strategic pick because I think this is not going to be a year that is going to really be picked a lot or if even at all. 2011 Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson was a beast that year. Uh, it was his by far best season with the Yankees. At the break He had 25 homers, 63 RBIs, and a 160 OPS plus. 269, 361, 575 batting average. Um, That was the year Granderson really, really broke out. The Yankees traded for Granderson in 2010. He struggled. And then I remember reading a lot about how uh, he changed his swing and his stance in that offseason to be a lot more compact and simple at the plate and obviously it paid off. Um 2012 he was really good again. Not quite as good as 2011, but 2011 the Grandy man was uh was
4: arguably the Yankees best player. Yeah, he was good for a while and it was just like, I mean, he had like that three-year stretch with the Yankees that was like this guy. Um where do I want to go here? Where do I want to go? Um Maybe I'll grab an outfielder. Um, so, looking at these numbers. 1998 Bernie Williams was an absolute beast. And I think, I think he might be the best outfielder on the board. I mean, you can make a case for a couple other guys. But I'm going to go with 1998 Bernie Williams here. He had a... 323. Um, no, I'm sorry. He had a 353 average going into the break, 179 OPS plus 10 home runs, 44 RBIs. Really good, you know, good defense, switch hitting, everything that we like. And that was his best season with the Yankees, I think, 1998.
2: Yeah, and the uh, you know Yankees obviously best team in baseball. 98 Bernie best team on best player on the best team uh, that year. That was probably the last year that. Bernie was the best player on the team. He was really good in 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 99, 2000, 2001. His fall off I think started in like 2003ish. Um yeah. but I think this this 98 and then obviously 99 we just talked about how Jeter was the best player on the team. So, yeah, this was this is a
3: good pick. All righty. Those are all all good picks. Curtis Granderson was fun. He was a lot of fun when he came over. I remember that. And I don't think he w- mm-hmm. he wasn't a big power bat over in Detroit. Well, I don't
2: think D- Detroit. So. Also, I remember the talk was like, "Oh, he's got a lot of triples because Detroit is a is a pitcher's park, so those triples would turn to homers at Yankee Stadium." And you know, oh. part of that was right.
3: <laughs> Something was right there. Alrighty, because gonna... people, because everyone assumes that a triple falls five feet from the wall. Of course, that's how it <laughs> works. This is purely about distance. Um. I'm going to go into the outfield too just cuz you guys took two of them away from me. I got to go with 2017 Aaron Judge. Um it was just he was just ridiculous. That was unbelievable what he came up and did. Uh 329 448 691 30 home runs. That's where he's at now. 66 RBIs, 1.139 OPS, and a 201 OPS plus in the first half.
2: Yeah, he unfortunately went into that skid in August of that year. Yeah. Um, Home Run Derby hurt his shoulder. And then I believe it was right around the All-Star break that he dove into the camera like uh, over the Fenway Park wall uh, camera well, or like into the stands, was was did that also happen around the All Star break and and cause some injury? And he was yep. he was pretty terrible that month in, in August
3: of of seventeen, and he still finished with gaudy numbers. But yeah, it was it surprised me to see that twenty seventeen was at this point was this much higher than uh, this year. I guess it's really that average yeah. that that gets him.
2: We talked about this a few weeks ago on the pod, right? How we thought this year was better than 17. And I guess that was, I guess Judge has been in a little bit of a mini slump the last couple of weeks, right? Um, Yeah. So that's going to bring down his numbers. But I'm curious, uh, could you look up quickly what his war at the the break was in 17 versus what his war is at at the break this year? Because it, it might still be higher this year. I'm not sure.
3: Yeah. A minute on that
2: assuming you know everyone goes by war as the end all be all which it's not but but i'm just curious uh it's also you know adjusted to the league so the league is i would say the league is less offensive now this year than it was in 2017
3: yeah, definitely
2: 448 on base percentage in 17 <laughs> freaking it's that's just insane
4: yeah he had a did it, i think i saw i don't have it i have a 201 ops plus yeah 101% better than league average. I mean that's doubled the when doubled that the when that number starts with a 2. Yeah. When that number starts with a 2, that is that is special. Yeah. I think was, that's the highest so,
3: OPS+ plus of anyone on on here. Yeah, just to put it into one. perspective. <laughs> so maybe probably. maybe we
2: shouldn't yeah. ha, maybe we shouldn't have glossed over that uh that season uh and Yeah, no, you're either.
4: not you're not wrong. Mhm. So I think I'm going to go to another shallow position. Hold up.
3: That's a snake, right? I'm oh, you thick. go again. Easy <laughs> oh, now. No. I'm going catcher. Uh, Do it. Pick him. Steal it pick, right out from Monday. Pick him. Do it. Do it. <laughs> say it. I know you want to say it. Well, now I feel bad. Uh, 2000 Posada.
4: That's the right year. Did you
3: have a different year? Any no, arguments
4: I there? didn't. I had him. Passada had him at two thousand.
3: Passada just absolutely snubbed
2: for the Hall of Fame. Didn't even make it off first totally. year of eligibility. Totally, he was same thing
4: with Bernie
2: though. Same thing with Bernie, but but um, Passada. You look at his numbers in the two thousands. Best offensive catcher over that stretch from two thousand to two thousand ten. Um, I'm sorry, if you're the best offensive catcher for a decade, you cannot get. You cannot make it. Uh, you have to make it past the first year of Hall of Fame eligibility. So I don't know what the voters, I don't understand the Hall of Fame voting sometimes. I'm not saying he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's not a don't even get 10% of the vote or whatever the hell it is kind of player.
3: Yeah, his offensive statistics are just absolutely insane. It's just, and then what he meant to the team, what he's done, just to, I, I was looking this up the other day or when we were doing this, Joe Maurer, career war. On Baseball Reference is fifty five point two, Posadas is forty two, so it's ten points lower. But what did Ma- look at? What Posada-, Posada did for the team and all the rings and all the All Star appearances? I know Maurer obviously had the accolades and has a, the the uh, the war, the MVP. He has an MVP.
2: Yes, he does have an MVP. And I get it. Like, listen, Maurer was a better player. And when you just talk about primes, right? Maurer was a better player, but that doesn't mean Posada wasn't amazing. I think another thing that hurt Posada was that he didn't have the like three or four year DH tail at the end of his career Mm -hmm. where he could just amass some more numbers to make it look a little bit more sexy for the Hall of Fame, right? Like, say he was the Yankees DH for three seasons and hit. Twenty-two home runs a year, or something like that. That's another sixty home runs that he would have added to his career totals. Yeah. That I think voters would have, for you know, for whatever reason, that makes voters more likely to, to to say yes on you, which is silly, but that's just the reality of it.
3: Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not comparing Posada and Maurer. I just don't think that the difference between no, that's the two of them fair is comparison. that. I don't think the difference between the two of them is that large. That I think Maurer is going to be you know pretty, you know he's he's considered to be you know top catcher of
2: his time. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it's a fair comparison they are contemporaries i mean mauer when was mauer's first season 4 ish right uh, so i mean 04, came a little, yeah it was came 04, a little 18. bit after posada was the bridge between the the 90s guys and the 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 mauer era um but but posada yeah
4: all right Logan he was really good really good <laughs> hot take there um <laughs> really good yeah hot take um I'm I have a lot of hot takes no um so i don't know now now we're in kind of a weird spot cuz we're in that middle we're in that middle area um so I, can't. I feel like i can't go that position yet should i do something crazy yes you so okay crazy. so so the yankees have since we, we have the numbers since 1980. Basically, they have some all-star catchers. Not that many. And I don't really want Mike Stanley on my team. So I'm going to go with 2019 Gary Sanchez, which we nice. totally all... Good. We totally... Oh, I have to. I love this guy. We totally all glossed over when he was doing that, that he had 24 home runs at the break. Um, and 871 OPS in my head when I was looking at his years, I went, Oh, 2017 hands down. No, he was better in 2019 up until the break. He just kind of had a meh second half, so his overall numbers don't look as good. He had a higher OPS than he did in 2017, both 127 OPS plus, so I guess they're similar. He did hit for a higher average, but every th- and a, and he got on base at a little bit higher of a clip in 2017, but hit. Just about double the home runs in 2019 than he did, a, than he did in 2017 at the break with uh, 24 as opposed to 13. So, you know, Gary, you know, we all love him, and hate him, but that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I, I would, I mean, even Posada, his most home runs going to the break was 17. You know, I know home runs aren't everything, but Sanchez was a prolific home run hitter. That's all he was good at.
2: So what happened in the second half for Gary Sanchez in 2019? Because because up. I feel like that's when it turned for him,
4: right? Did he get injured? Yeah. Um, he he wasn't, I mean, I, I don't think he was hurt. I mean, I think he was around, if I remember correctly. Um, 2019 splits. Oh, great. Because you're right in the fact He's that
2: no one stuff. sort of talks about how he was a, a pretty elite offensive player in 2019. Yeah. Um, as you said, comparable, if not better, than his 17 season, which was uh, his best full season. So, yeah.
4: Yeah, I think I think the first half, I mean, I remember when we were watching him in 20, um, first half, second half, here we go. Um, so, no, this is 2022, 2019. So his second half numbers were, he had 10 home runs, 20 RBIs, 16 walks, a 207 average.
2: Yeah, I mean, so how many games played? Did he get hurt? I I feel like he was. He did.
4: He did. He only played 38 games. Yeah. So that would be kind of. And he only hit 207. I think he had that. Wait, actually, I have it right here. Yeah, July. He hit 102. He had that really bad month. Yikes. And then, and then, even August, he he really picked it back up. I mean, he had eight home runs, 261. He was, you know, he's streaky. I mean, that's what that's what Gary Sanchez is. So, you know. A little bit of controversy on my team. We like that. We have A Rod and we have Gary. So, all
2: right. I'm going, I got back to back picks here. I'm going with two non controversial picks. First okay. one, 94 Paul O'Neill. This is the year he won the batting title. At the break, he was hitting 382 with a 186 OPS plus. Unbelievable. I, Paul O'Neill was my favorite player in the 90s. Every time he punched a cooler, it made me smile. So, <laughs> that that is why I'm going with Paul O'Neill in 94. And then for my next pick, I am going with 2007. Jorge Um you're right, um, Ilya, to pick 2000 for. Wait a second. What
4: when I when I repeat in here? W- yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Iliad we said we, we can't Posada. take
3: a different version of this of the same guy. We
2: said we can't take the same. Uh, dif- you can't take the same season. That is not. We said we're not. not how- we said
3: from the beginning that we weren't going to take. Uh, Did we? Like once a guy's off the board, all versions of him are gone.
4: Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. We'd all, I think we'd all have the same. We'd all have GD. We'd all have Posada. Okay. So
2: (laughs) do we have enough players to fill this out? Yeah, we do. You're just getting into. We uh, do.
3: Who's there? Uh,
2: All right. Uh, Russell Martin.
3: No, I'm (laughs) not taking Russell Russell Martin. Martin. (laughs) I'd
2: rather. rather, Come on, take Mike's down. I'd rather put myself at catcher. I don't even think we have enough catchers. Then you
3: got, you got, you got, you got our favorite, our favorite guy from this year. Come on. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll let someone else take him because there's got to be a. Uh, we, we both, picked both ca- catchers, so you
4: you can you can right. You so can then I don't
2: I don't need to take a catcher right now.
4: I can take him with don't. my last pick. <laughs> yes, you can.
2: Um. I already filled out my outfield, right?
4: No, you have you have two. You have Grandison and O'Neill. Okay.
2: Um. I will take. Oh man, this is a lot harder now. I I, I totally <laughs> misunderstood the rules. I'll take uh, I don't know, eighty-eight Winfield looks pretty good. <laughs> Eighty-seven OPS plus. Another year I didn't be. I wasn't alive for.
3: That was my number second pick behind Judge for outfield. So congratulations.
2: Yeah, Dave Winfield, Derek <laughs> Jeter's favorite player growing up. So he must have been good.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to
1: spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better.
4: you picked O'Neill and Winfield. You want back-to-back outfielders. Yeah, so my outfield is, um, is done. Yes, it is. So I mean, the Yankees have a lot of good outfielders. So we you kind know. of, um, do I want a base, baseman? So because the other positions are so stacked, I'm going to do something like I did at catcher, and I'm going to be, oh no, oh no, oh I made a mistake. Um, no, um, so. Are we going to consider Gleibu Toy as a shortstop? I don't think we can. <laughs> Sorry. It's gonna be problematic ben.
3: So I, I think for the considering it's Jeter and then Bucky Dent, I don't even think there are three shortstops. I I was saying Well then
2: the maybe we of, make an exception and we all get to pick Jeter for shortstop.
4: <laughs> Let's pick a different year. Listen, I'll shift you I'll out over to shortstop we, if that's what if that's what we gotta do. Derek
2: Jeter's shortstop, but it has to be a different decade. <laughs> So Ilya picked okay. the 90s, <laughs> Logan, you have to take the 2000s or the 2010s, and then I'm left with whatever whatever ever left.
4: Okay. Um, well, then it now it becomes really, really important that I take Jeter now, because <laughs> I think he wa- he was an All-Star in 2010, though, but it, he was an 10? All-Star 10,
2: 11, 12, and 14. He just wasn't very good. <laughs> hey, 12, he <laughs> batted
3: 308 now. Come on.
2: Well, I, I think, think in 2012, we- so both 2011 and 2012, he had very good second halves. 2011, his numbers look so shit because he was slumping as he was trying to get his 3,000th hit. After his 3,000th hit, he was on fire for the rest of the season.
4: Now, I think if we're going to do that, um, I think I have to go to Now, I just want to double check. So 2006 was his monster. U. So I think I'm going to go 2006 Derek Jeter. Was very, comparable to, um, was very comparable to 2007. I mean, they were almost identical seasons, 134, 135 OPS+. plus Jeter hit for a little bit higher of an average in 06. And then he ended up going on to be second in MVP voting. So that kind of, even though that's not the exercise, that kind of just swayed my opinion. So I'm going to go 2006 Derek Jeter because obviously...
2: Okay, I'm up, right or no? No, I I'll, think I'll I'm up. up.
3: All righty. Uh, what do we want to do? Two picks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first base. I'm gonna do Jason Giambi, 2002. <laughs> Giambi,
2: that was his first year with the Yankees, right? And he he got off to a slow start. So the fact that he made the All
3: Star team, uh, yeah. FK well, at, I mean, at the half, three nineteen. Average fourth thirty OBP, six oh two slugging.
2: Was that the year he did the home run derby, and he won the home run derby? I think he won the home run derby that year. I
3: think that was two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, twenty two I mean, home he runs, seventy one RBI's. He was he was nuts. a monster. He was such a
2: monster offensive player um, for the first basically six seasons with the Yankees. I know he was hurt a lot, steroid related yeah. problems, but <laughs> but he was still a monster offensive player. He was uh, one of those
3: fun just two thousands. Guys, there's just those group of them that are just always sweaty. All the
2: willing to grow a mustache would famously, (laughs) I think, or I can't remember if this was him or his brother would after wins dance in a man thong. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know about that. What's
3: what's your next pick? Um, next pick. I I guess I'm gonna go third base, just because I don't really like many of the choices left on the board um there aren't there aren't that many it's another one of the shallow positions uh i'm a dude 94 wade boggs um 331 430, 485, uh 916 ops so he's he's not hitting for power in 94 or ever really he wasn't he'd never hit for power (laughs) um but you know there aren't too many behind him, so I'm going
4: to grab him while he's still there. All right. Logan. So it is my turn, and I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly think that relief pitching throughout this time period is, is full of really good options, right? And um, just something when you have Mariano Rivera on your team that just makes sense. His best season, uh I mean, look, his best season is not an all-star. His, that, but his best all star season, let me rephrase. I think it's I think it's two thousand and eight. Um, that one oh six year, twenty three saves, fifty strikeouts at the break. Um, but I mean I mean, how do you have a wrong option? I know five he had a one oh one OPS. I mean a one oh one ERA with twenty saves. I mean in two thousand ten he had a one oh five year like this is just what he was. I'm going to go 2008, Mariano, similarly to the reason that it's just another you that you're not going to stumble into. It's not going to hurt me. So.
2: Cool. All right, I got two picks. I'm going pitching back-to-back. I'm taking Andrew Miller in 2016, 137 ERA, 15.8 strikeouts per nine inning, and a .7 whip. He was He was absolutely filthy. And then for my next pick, I'm going with 2018 Luis Severino. That was uh, he was absolutely dominant in the first half. We were all excited. Obviously, we thought you know he's going to turn into the he was the top starting a top starting pitcher in the league at that point. But he was pitching to a two thirty one ERA with ten strikeouts per nine innings. And next up is Logan.
4: So you had um, you had Severino and who was your other pick? You had Andrew Miller Miller, uh, from sixteen. Andrew Miller from 16. And then he got okay. traded. Okay. Yes, yes he did. All right. Mm-hmm. So there's one position for some reason or another that hasn't been touched yet. I think it's because it's kind of deep. Um Do I want an outfielder? I think I want an outfielder. Um Do I want an outfielder? Um Let's go with let's go with 2004 Matsui. Nice. I don't think I have 2004. Matsui is, I mean he he was only an All Star I believe that yeah. uh, one time. This was with his the best. Yankees,
2: this which, was his best season.
4: His best season, but he, he was only an All Star one time, which kind of shocked me when I went and was looking at it. Um, he had a, oh no, he did. He was an All Star in 03 as well. My bad. But uh, 17 home runs at the break 138 OPS. Plus, 905 OPS, really good. Always, you know, could be counted on in the clutch. And honestly, just like one of my favorite plays, just looking back on Yankees teams, just a lefty bat that you always want up, which is just something that we all kind of have a soft spot for. So going to go with that.
2: He also had a really good postseason for the Yankees that year. Everyone forgets about it because they blew the 3-0 lead. But Hideki Matsui was good the entire postseason.
3: He was good his whole time there. He was he was he was really really good. and He played a ton of games for him. Even in Derek a, Jeter,
2: yeah, Derek Jeter said he was one of the best teammates he ever had. Was Hideki Matsui? Yeah, he was. He was really. I don't. I don't think he's talked about enough. He think. definitely got a lot of love because he won the the MVP of the World Series, and then he came back and got got the the little mini celebration and everything. But but one of the I mean, one of the best free agent signings in Yankee history by far.
3: Yeah, it's also tough to follow up those '90s Yankees and yeah, have a, have a spot for you.
4: <laughs> yeah, and he always like, I mean, he he fit the bill with those '90s Yankees of being that clutch player too. That G that Posada that bringing that you always wanted up, and you know,
3: righty. I'm going to uh I'm going to do it. I'm going to dig into the second base position. There's a lot of good options there. I'm going to go 2012 Robbie Cano. Um he was just like that was like a dark dark time coming off of that 2009 run and we were just in the decline and losing him was a part of it. Um but he was just so much fun to watch coming up. Uh Jeter's obviously, you know, the guy but i wasn't really attentively watching games you know when he first came up so cano was like one of the first guys that i really like saw come up and play a ton um i mean obviously we all know how it ended up um but that year you know uh 313 374 578 20 home runs 953 ops 160 ops plus which is uh pretty nice from the second base position so I'm going right.
2: Couple of things on Robinson Cano. You're right; he was the Yankees' best player in that four or five-year stretch until he left. And number two, to illustrate how good the 2009 lineup was, Robinson Cano would hit seventh or eighth usually.
3: Yeah. Um, next pick. Uh, I think I'm gonna go start filling out that outfield a little more. Um, I'm gonna go. 2000, making sure I'm not taken from the same year. 2005. I don't even know the rules anymore. I, is it just Yankees? 2005. Gary Sheffield. I had to do it. Yuck! Yuck! I had to do it. Do not as like a Gary kid, Sheffield. As a kid in 2005, I was 10 years old in little league, and Gary Sheffield was blessing my television with his batting stance. And all I ever wanted. Did you do to the do, bat wiggle?
4: Of course. Did you do I the bat wiggle? Bat
3: wiggle. That's of course. That's I was right obsessed answer. with it. Um, I know he's not. It's not the greatest, you know, first half statistically, but I, I have a soft spot for him. So I have to take him.
4: I like it. I like it. I like the bat wiggle. Yeah. How do you not love the bat wiggle? Um, so pitching is tough because, I mean, starting pitching, there's just a lot of good options. Twig's um, base, I don't need. I guess I'm going to go and I'm going to go grab my last outfield spot. And because there's only one left, I could say this. I was. Uh, give me 1980 Reggie Jackson. Just get all the clutch players here. Um, 165 OPS plus at the break. Um, it was his best season with the Yankees. He had 289, 20 home runs, 53 RBIs. Another guy you always want up. Um, we're just going to create the clutchest lineup of all time and Gary Sanchez. So, <laughs> you know, we'll have we'll have a good time with that.
2: Clutchest lineup of all time and also Gary Sanchez. All right. <laughs> so I I am now, I need to fill out the rest of my infield. I'm, I need to fill out second, third, and short. First pick I'm going with is Scott Brocious, 1998. He... He... Was the Yankees number nine hitter and he hit 309, 380, 462 with a 123 OPS plus. Speaking of clutch, Scott Brocious, always a clutch player. And then in for my next pick, I need, I'm not going to pick shortstop because I don't need one right now. So I will go with a second baseman and I will pick uh, 19 Lemayhu. That's obviously who I got to go with. 900 OPS, 336 batting average. Um, DJ's first season with the Yankees, it was uh, not his best. Se- I, well, I, I mean, best full season, obviously, because 2020 was a short season. So yeah, I'll call DJ LeMahieu's 19, so far his best season with the
4: Yankees. Yeah, LeMahieu, I mean, looking at the looking at the second base, office, I didn't pick second base yet, and I'm not going to pick a second base now because that would be stupid. But like, you know, obviously Soriano's there, you know, Glaber is there. He had 900 OPSs twice going into the break which is crazy. I mean, even this year, I mean, you can make a season he's an all-star. I mean, his OPS is over seven. He had um, three hits last night, four hits last night. He had a, you know, I know he grounded into the double play to end it, but really, really good. So I'm going to go starting pitching. I just don't know where I'm going to go yet. Um, um I'm going to go with starting pitching 2011. Yeah, you know, 2011 CC Sabathia. <coughs> we love CC. Um, talk about guys you want on the mound, man. I mean, I, you know, obviously I was young when when he was really good, but even I remember in 2017, 2018 being like, Yeah, put that guy in the mound. Like mm-hmm. I I don't care, I'll take my chances. So um, you know, uh 13 and four going into the break, which is just, you know, not that win loss matters, but it's it's fun. Two seven, two ERA, 126 strikeouts, really, really good. Um, you know, the big lefty, everybody loves CC. So
2: it's interesting, uh, Ilya, you have not taken a starting pitcher yet, right? But I, no. none of us so far have taken any starters from the 90s or the early 2000s. And I think it's because the numbers don't look as impressive because the ERAs and everything are just so out of whack. Um, but, like, I mean, I don't know, Ilya, I'll let you take your starting pitcher. You might pick a guy from that era. But but the Yankees, uh, between Clemens, Pettit, Cone, Wells – Jimmy Key, they had a ton of all-star pitchers in that era, um, all having fantastic seasons.
3: Yeah, it's tough in the steroid area era to go up against you know guys around it that have the stats and the numbers. Well, that's why I think we got to look at ERA plus, um, yeah.
2: because it it normalizes it, and uh, I think what we'll find is they were comparable to some of the guys we're seeing in today's game with uh, relative to the league.
3: Yeah, there actually were a few few years uh David Cohn had some years that even, you know, just right off the bat matchup or line up with the other guys You a-
4: uh even Pettit when you get a little bit later into the two thousands.
2: You could argue Pettit was a better pitcher, his second go around with the Yankees than he was yeah. the first go around with the Yankees.
4: Statistically, yeah.
2: Not he the could. third go around with the Yankees, <laughs> the second go around with the Yankees.
3: Jimmy Key, too. Ninety three and ninety four four, two both of them are you know pretty good years. Ninety three being the better one, but all right, where are we at? Who's up? Ilya, you
4: are up. I, I yeah, you, think you have two picks. I
3: think. Well, all three spots have been. I think that's. You want me to just take all three because I think you guys have taken taken your spots. Just yeah, I, <laughs> I just need
2: a catcher and a shortstop at this point, and I. Only have like three guys to pick from, so yeah, just fill yeah. out your roster. All right, Mike
3: Stam. Um, all right, I'm gonna for just take what, Phil Necro for for the meme online, please. <laughs> I I can't do it now. I can't do it now. Uh, let's do. Uh, did I already do?
1: Just double checking my out? ears.
3: Uh, all right, I'm gonna do. 2010
2: Nick Swisher. Oh, that's fun. We had to campaign. Do you remember campaigning to get him into the
3: All-Star team? <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, another guy just like Gary Sheffield. We have like a lot of like w- really weird outfielders that have like come through this mm-hmm. team, like really strange outfielders. And although like Nick Swisher and Beltron and Gary Sheffield are obviously like a tier above, you know, some of the guys we've thrown out there. Um they're just fun names to me and I I think it's I think it's fun to look back on. Uh starting pitcher um I'm going to go 21 Garrett Cole keep it recent. Uh well yeah cuz he pitched eight.
2: most of that first half with sticky stuff. So
3: of course yeah. 20 20 uh where was it? Uh 2.6 ADRA, 147
4: Ks uh a lot of strikeouts
3: under under one dot uh walks and hits whip uh which is nice to see especially from a starter um and then just to finish it off real quick it's i'm taking clay holmes from this year uh that 08 rivera season that was taken he's only seven saves behind him and he wasn't even the closer to begin the year dot four six era uh 830 era plus this does not include last night.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, first eighty-one game, so I'm to get <laughs> out easy with that one. Um, it's just unbelievable. You know, he was—he's great. He's—he's he's great. All right, so I guess I'm up, and I will also finish off my team. So I need first base and second base. Luckily, two positions that have a lot of options. Um, so. For for second base, I really don't think you could go wrong. When you look at these numbers, they're very, very similar. But I am going to... Wait, can I do that? Let me just check my years. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with 2002 Alfonso Soriano. Um, 315 average, 20 home runs, 51 RBF, 918 OPS from second base, uh, 142 OPS plus. I actually went back and forth between him and 2018 Glaber. They're, They're very, very similar players. Like, they are... You know, within one home run of each other, within one R- RBI of each other, uh, Soriano gets him on the OPS a little bit. Um, Glabu's OPS plus is technically, technically a little bit higher. So I don't think there's a wrong answer, but I am going to go 2002 Soriano. Um, and then the first base, again, between two players, you're between uh, Tino Martinez and Tex. Um, is it 97, Tino? It would be 97 Tino, as long as I can put 97 in my team, which I can. So, it is going to be 97 Tino. uh, The 28 home runs, 78 RBIs at the breaks. Like, what? That's a full season for a lot of players. Um, He had the 157 OPS+, plus, which is better by a wide margin than Tex. I mean, I I love share when he was on the team, but I mean, Tino, how do you deny Tino?
2: I, uh, this is 97 is my first real vivid memory of watching the home run derby. Uh, Tino won the home run derby that year and it was in Cleveland and it was at like two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) And I just remember, you know, being home in in the middle of the summer watching the home run derby. And it's like, I, I don't know when they started airing it in prime time, probably not too far after this. Um, I remember watching the 99 home run derby at Fenway park in prime time. Uh, I was at summer camp <laughs> and we, we got to all watch it. Uh, but the, the uh, 97 was like in the middle of the afternoon. And I remember watching that fun times. All right. So I need to fill out my roster, right? I need to take a catcher and I need to take a short stop. First of all, catcher goes going with Trevino from this year. We've talked uh, at length at why Trevino has been one of the most valuable Yankees on the roster so far this year. Uh, so well deserving. I loved watching the reaction video of him finding out that he was an all star. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff to see. And then for uh, shortstop, I it, oh, literally only Derek Jeter is on here. So you said Bucky Dent was an all star at some point. I don't see him on here. I'm I shortstop. I didn't I didn't throw him on just because I figured <laughs> between him,
3: Glaber. Uh, so
2: I have to take a twenty. Uh, I have to take a two thousand tens era Jeter. Correct.
4: Yeah. yeah, go with it.
2: All right. Uh, 2014 I, 2014 just to honor him did I I've already I've not taken a 2012 uh, no. But, but yeah retirement tour. Derek Jeter put him on the <laughs> list for me why not you want
4: 2014 <laughs> sure
2: <laughs> two home runs at the break 85 <laughs> OPS plus just no range at shortstop although he did make a nice play uh, in the first inning, uh, which they, I think McCutcheon hit it and then beat out the throw. Um, I remember tweeting out something along the lines of, You couldn't have pulled up short, McCutcheon. Jeez. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Retirement toward Derek Jeter.
4: <laughs> how much longer do you guys think Jeter could have played if his body didn't start to really go on him without well, the, yeah, well, them being the like, like You every... got it. You got to get off a of shortstop, bro. Oh, you gotta... you're saying.
2: <laughs> okay. So how. What level are we talking about? Are we talking about 2012 level player where he was still a better than league average offensive player, or are we talking
4: below league average offensive player? I mean, you could, I mean, honestly, the answer might not change regardless when you think about it. I think that
2: when was his contract up? His contract was up after 14, right? I think so. I think if he had a decent season that year and said, I want to still play, the Yankees would have had to offer him a one year contract. Uh, and I think he would have been the quote unquote opening day shortstop, but he would have been DHing quite often.
4: Fair enough. So you think that was his last year at shortstop? Yeah. I, I mean, mean Brian Castro was ready
2: to move on in 2011 f- at, from him at shortstop. Yeah,
4: and then he put up 2012, which is impressive. I know.
2: But he begrudgingly gave him a three-year
3: contract.
4: I remember. I do remember that
3: Jeter was going to play as long as he wanted to play. I don't think he was hanging on it short anymore, especially because they they were that was when they were starting to bring in you know more controllable younger guys and see what they had rather than you know just it was also the top clear
2: dominance. it was also clear that the team was no longer that era. Uh, the Jeter Mariano Pettit era was officially over yep. at that point. And the reinforcements with Sabathia and Teixeira were nearing the end of their careers, at least con- contributions-wise. So it was clear that 2013-14 teams were not going to win the World Series. Yes.
4: <laughs> Before we finish up, do you guys want to talk about a little bit of guys that didn't get picked that yeah. had really good seasons? Sure. Who you got? Um, so I have on here, um, I think 2010 Andy Pettit. Like totally underrated. Um, Let me pull up his numbers. I know I have it. I had it written down here. Twenty ten Pettit, eleven and two at the break. Two seven zero era, only eighty seven strikeouts, but that wasn't his game. And I mean, how old was he in two thousand ten? He was not young. Fifty five
2: years old. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) So um, also twenty fourteen Tanaka. Just because we love to talk about Tanaka when we have a chance to. Um, Twelve and four with a two five one era. Don't remember him ever being that good, but. That he was, was also an all star in 2019. Do you remember? He was a replacement with a 386 year array. Eh? I don't remember Love that, that, but sure. Wow. Love that. Love that. Uh, every second of it. Um, relievers. There were so many. So many. I yeah. mean, 2014 Batansas was disgusting. 2011, D Rob. Hopefully, hopefully, he's an all star with the Yankees next year. No. Um, he could be. Uh twenty nineteen Chapman was an All Star. He was kind of, you know, he's Chapman, so he had a he did have a good start to the year. Nineteen eighty one Goose Gothic. I mean, one, of the, great, one of the great. He's
3: comparable to Holmes. One of
4: the great relief seasons, um, and even eighty six for Getty was just a fun name that I mm-hmm. that I pulled up. And then like Nico Key and Cone, all pitchers that we didn't touch. Oh, and Ricky Hendrickson not being mm-hmm. picked by anybody, probably the only outfielder that is worth noting that nobody picked
2: yeah um those are all those are all good. yeah it's amazing how the yankees have been able to find elite reliever after elite reliever for going on three decades <laughs>
4: it, it's, it's brian like, cashman's best single best attribute by far by far it whether it's
2: signing players developing players failing to develop starters that turn into elite relievers like whatever it is they have been able to get elite, uh, elite Relief pitching. Ironically, the the period that they didn't have elite relief pitching behind Rivera was when they needed it most. Was like two thousand four, five, six, when they were just searching for someone to pitch the eighth inning. Tom Gordon, Kyle Farnsworth, Jabba Chamberlain, like Scott Proctor, all of these names would come in and burn out so fast. And then it was just like whenever you got to the playoffs, it was. Cross your fingers that the Yankees don't blow the game in
3: the 7th and 8th inning before they can get it to Rivera. All good stuff. Um, Just for the record, real quick, I would just like to note that Brett Gardner's 2015 OPS Plus is higher than Giancarlo Stanton's OPS Plus this year. So bring him back. What was it? Hold on. What was it? (laughs) He was 142 OPS Plus for Gardner
4: at the half in 2015. so wait, yeah. hold on. Can we just talk about this? Because when I was looking at these numbers and I was looking at the full full year numbers, he had a pretty mediocre twenty fifteen season. Well, so how bad was his Gardner. How bad was his second half? Classic oh, Gardner
2: was really good in the first half, really bad in the second half. That was classic Gardner. His I'm second gonna... half was probably god awful. He probably burned out so fast. Twenty
4: fifteen. Yeah. Let's I had see. Had to have been uh, second half. 206, Two oh six five ninety three ops yeah uh, ops plus I always get confused uh eighty seven yeah really
2: bad all right so quick quickly let's uh, finish this up and run down our teams my team is two thousand twenty one Trevino, nineteen eighty seven Mattingly twenty nineteen Lemayhu ninety eight Brocious two thousand fourteen Retirement Tour Derek Jeter twenty eleven Curtis Granderson ninety four O'Neill eighty eight Winfield. 18, 2018 Seve and 2016 Andrew Miller Logan. What's your team?
4: So I have 2019 Gary Sanchez, 1997 Tino Martinez, 2002 Alfonso Soriano, 2007 A Rod, 2006 Streeter, 1998 Williams, 2004 Matsui, 1980 Reggie Jackson, 2011 CC and 2008 Mariano.
3: All right. And then we got uh, 2000, Jorge Posada, 02, Jason Giambi, 2012, Robbie Cano, 1994, Wade Boggs, 99, Jeter, 17, Judge, 05, Gary Sheffield, 2010, Nick Swisher, and then uh, 21, Garrett Cole, and 22, Clay Holmes.
4: Just for the record, I think I have the most players from the, like, old time, it looks like. Although Andrew, you do no. you outfield is pretty. Yeah. You have you have two guys. I'm like two thousands switched for some reason.
2: If I was being completely objective, I would vote Logan's team as the best team <laughs> and not my team. But I for the sake of this, gonna say my team is clearly the best team you guys see. Well
4: you don't you don't have A Rod and Judy roaming the the left side of your infield crashing into each other on pop ups then <laughs> Daggers That's through true. each other's heads. Did <laughs> you see true. the commercial for the I documentary? I I was and A-Rod, about was a-
2: like, A-Rod went up to him, was like, are we good? And Gideon was like, mm, not, not really. <laughs> Fine, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm really excited to watch the documentary. I'm so we're excited. Gonna, yeah. We're going to talk about it. I, I know they're doing it episodic,
4: right? Is it? Mm-hmm. It's it, seven. Yeah. I think it's seven parts. That's too many parts. <laughs> like, I think it's seven parts, and I think they're doing one a week. Ugh, so Seven weeks? I mean, the man in the so. I don't know if you guys watched the Tom Brady one. I I did. It, ten parts, ten parts two a week. No, are ten parts a, one
2: a week. Are you a
4: Patriots fan? I'm not. I am. Are you not a Tom a, Brady fan? Not at all. Why the f did you watch that? So <laughs> New Year, uh, New Year's break rolled around. I wanted something to watch, and it was. I cannot recommend it enough. So good. It I was love good. Tom
2: Brady. Okay, Tom Brady is by far one of my favorite athletes of all time. Okay. I haven't seen one minute of that
4: documentary. I am, tell- so I, I I waited a while to watch it. I binged it. I didn't watch it each week. I watched it. I watched, like, first, like, seven parts, I think, like, in, like, three days, which I don't, I don't do that. But it was, like, so good, like, couldn't walk away from the TV. Like, I had such a, like, I don't know. Part of it was, like, the early ones, I don't remember. I wasn't alive. So it was cool to see. And then, like, the later ones, like, just remembering, like, God, this guy is absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the best athlete
2: of our generation of our time of our Pretty, lives. best yeah. athlete uh i i know michael jordan was also alive during a lot of us but i argue tom Brady. i did not
4: watch to, uh, michael jordan's documentary.
2: last dance
4: the last dance was fantastic
2: that was also came out during COVID, so there was like right. nothing on last dance was, was awesome i i'm not i'm not an nba fan i was never really an nba fan but obviously everyone would watch michael jordan back in the day but uh, what Tom Brady has done in the NFL is more impressive than what Michael Jordan did in the NBA, in my opinion.
4: I think we should start a uh, sports talk podcast. NFL, NBA, no. <laughs> All right. That's going
2: to that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, we will put out our teams on social. Let us know what, uh, what team you think is best. Let us know what guys we missed. Let us know if you misunderstood the rules as I did to start this thing. <laughs> and uh, Scott and I will be back talking to you TBD. If we do an episode after the the Red Series, uh, once again, like last week with the Pirates series right before Red Sox series, who really cares? Although if Clay Holmes keeps plunking guys in the shoulder with the bases loaded, then we might need to uh, do an emergency episode. We'll talk to you guys in a couple days. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?